Everyone, um, today we got a really great podcast for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <That's Yeah. promising. laughs> um, let's introduce ourselves. Would you like to go ahead? Okay. Um, I'm Kelly. I'm the features editor. I'm, I'm back again. El- Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> 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 I'm Nicole. I'm the opinions editor. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm the multimedia editor. I'm Calvin, I'm the assistant multimedia editor, and yeah, let's get started. So, our topic today is, (laughs) you know, I don't want to say it, but (laughs) furries. We just came across it, you know, by coincidence. We just happened to be talking about it. Just stumbled upon it. Yeah. So what, how old were you when you figured out what furries were? (laughs) I was today years old, no. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, probably early 2000s, so, mm. God, how long ago is that? 15 years? I always think that community is younger than it actually is, because um, I used to like My Little Pony. <coughs> like as a, uh, Who didn't? Yeah, right? It's cute. It's really cute. But um, it's notorious for having a big, you know, I was going to make a pun, a big <laughs> part of the furry fandom um, is in My Little Pony. Oh, you're um, talking about the new My Little Pony? Yes, absolutely. The bronies, as it were. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So, you know, that that was probably, you know, the first discovery, <laughs> as it were. For you. For me. The yeah. brony community was your first, yeah. okay. Or, like, just, I, I would Google Pokemon, and then it would just, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> oh like, gosh. seven, and I was, like, no I want to see Pokemon pictures. Like pictures and of Pokemon? Yes, yeah. Just, <laughs> I was like, those are cool. And then I was like, oh. Oh, okay, no. Okay, so just, <laughs> just yeah. so we're clear. Like you scrolled down a bit too far? <laughs> she doesn't like Pokemon anymore. <laughs> it's just it's too far. Yeah. Was this like a Rule 34 kind of a thing? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why you keep safe search on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> those oh, parental no. controls are there for a reason. Yeah. The filters just did not work. Oh, yeah. my God. For our viewers out there, Rule 34 is... For every, you know, piece of content out there or a story, there's a sexual counterpart that someone also wrote. Unfortunately. Yeah. If it exists, there's porn of it on the internet. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's. That's it. Oh yeah. And it can get through your safe search, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nikki and I were just having this conversation about how in the 90s, there's a lot of, like, anthropomorphized um, animal. Sorry. Yeah, anthropomorphized characters. Um, I like, for example, I don't know if you've seen these tweets, but like the tweets of um, people talking about their childhood crushes would often include like characters from The Lion King. So like you'd see Simba or like Kovu up there, Nala. and then you're like Nala, Nala, and then you you just squint a little bit. But know? it wasn't just that because you had Simba and Nala, but they were still represented as lions, albeit yeah. talking lions. Yeah, yeah. With some interesting anatomy, but <laughs> lions nonetheless. But you also had um, like the Goof Troop movie or the Goofy movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That also came out in the '90s. And you had Rescue Rangers and the Rescuers, God. and those were all anthropomorphized animals that were clearly given distinct human genders. Space, yeah, Space Jam. 
Space Jam is Space Jam is a good one. Like, um, what is it? Jessica Rabbit? No. No. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Definitely, definitely some people were just making others into furries. Exactly, right? So the... <laughs> Do you think that says more about the people who made them or the people who watched them? I don't know. It's really hard to judge intent <laughs> from creators, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. you know, knowing some of the things we know about the secret Disney penises in artwork. Oh. <laughs> Um, or like that scene in The Lion King where supposedly Simba lays down and the petals make the word sex. I don't know. I feel like for oh me that we, the weirdest scene in The Lion King is like, um, can you feel the love tonight? Where like Simba is on top of Nala and Nala gives him this face. The bedroom eyes. The bedroom, <laughs> oh the bedroom eyes. The worst part they about... They didn't have to do it um, like that. Oh yeah, they did not have to do it like that. <laughs> The worst part about all this, sorry. No, go ahead. But um, you reminded me, like, things like um, Lola Bunny. Like, they would definitely very much be a character that's designed to make you feel attracted to them because mm-hmm. they they would have these scenes that are explicitly coded as, ooh, look at how attractive this character is. They'd have, like, hearts all over them. They'd have, like, yep. slow pan, um, romantic music. Like, you're supposed to feel something, <laughs> which, mm-hmm. you know, to me says more about the creators than it does about the viewers, right? Especially um, kind of, you know, analyzing it. But um. So I guess the question is, did the 90s create a generation of furries? Or did we create ourselves? Or did we? <laughs> <laughs> did they just come just out kidding, of the <laughs> Shocking confessions here <laughs> at the peak. Um, it's just um, right for like the humor editor. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I accidentally came out as a furry on the peak podcast. <laughs> that's, the, that's the title. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I was just saying to Nikki earlier that. Um, I feel really strange about toy companies these days, like, because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of poop-related toys in stores, and it angers me (laughs) to no end. There's one in particular that I think of that is very disgusting to me, and it's this toy called, like, Poopsie Unicorn or something. And the slogan is, I kid you not, watch if she spits or poops. (laughs) What is going on? So my conspiracy theory is that someone high up in the toy companies, just generally in their hierarchy, is really into scat. Like, I cannot explain why they would market this so heavily towards kids and make it an endearing thing. Like, is that not disgusting to anybody? That's a really interesting theory. That's my my hot take on... The um, poop emoji made it. More commonplace, I guess. I don't yeah, know. the poop emoji yeah. started it, but then ever since you brought this to my attention, I keep it's taking like pictures of poops not poop realistic toys. enough. <laughs> There's so many, aren't there? Once you start noticing how yeah. many toys there are, you just don't stop. And they all shockingly have to do with like grabbing it and throwing it. So I'm just like, what are they teaching these toddlers? <laughs> and they all have faces too. Like, what is the point of they anthropomorphizing, anthropomorphizing yeah. poop? 
So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm kind of getting down with your theory here. Yeah. Someone up there in, like, the toy design company just has a scat fetish. Oh, man. Hot there's takes. Like, there's, like, this, like, I guess it's, it's kind of like board game category, but it's, like, a plunger, and everyone takes turns, like, plunging a toy. Yeah. And yeah. Shoots out. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, I have noticed, though. <laughs> I was just thinking about what I've seen. But, yeah, that was that's that one stood out to me. Yeah. Um, at least it's not the... I know that there are gag toys. Like, you can put fake poop on things. But, mm-hmm. like, for me, these sort of toys are different. They're separate from that because they're specifically, like, oh, you can collect these things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're really cute. And, like, if you look at the actual design of the unicorn that's on that toy that I just described about spitting and pooping, <laughs> it is very cute. But, oh, my God. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Oh, God. Yeah, I saw a poop frisbee. I guess when your boss tells you to make a unicorn that spits and poops, like <laughs> you just got to do it. <laughs> you just On that note, how do you greenlight that in a board meeting? Yeah. You know, like Doesn't you're sitting around a table, children, you're sitting around a table asking for the next hottest toy idea, and someone just like slams their hand down the table and is like, "I got it, glittery poop." <laughs> That spits and poops. <laughs> I've got the statistics right here. All the kids love it. And then the kids boss is sitting there like, I like it. Yeah. But what if we made it a unicorn? <laughs> like, what is the thought process for that design? I know like a while ago, Hatchimals were popular. Yeah. That was kind of cute. Oh, oh, sorry. You d- I just on this train of thought of like, Predatory toy makers. Let's talk about Furbies real quick. (laughs) Furbies are the spawn of Satan. (laughs) I won't take any criticisms of that that comment. Um, I truly think, okay, okay. Someone out there was, you know, like, this is a cute idea, right? Like, you've seen those eye dogs, I think. Like, they they were popular when I was growing up in the 2000s. The ones that jump. Mm-hmm. They flip. I was like, that was really cool, but I've never thought a Furby was cute, you know? No. It's so scary with those glass eyes and that tiny little beak. Yeah, it's Furbies like, always terrified me. And, like, I was a kid when they first came out, and that the creepy voice, the creepy eyes, the I don't know what kind of animal this is supposed to be, but it shouldn't have ever graced God's green earth kind of a thing. <laughs> it's very like, uncanny valley sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I think when I was a kid, I think... There was, like, gremlins and the Furbies, and mm. I think in oh, my mind trolls. they were, like, kind of crossed over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So it was kind of, yeah, I was like, those are the same thing. That's scary. <laughs> Maybe they inspired each other. Like, I, I they think came so. out somewhere at the same time, it's right? It's possible. That's uh, why I feel like the trolls also were in that era where they had that, like, poofy, um, cottony textured mane hair. Yeah. yeah. I remember those. I never... Like, that was not really one. like. I was like, those are strange. <laughs> okay, looking. so the the thing about trolls that made me really uncomfortable was they were all naked. Yes, <laughs> that's true. They yes, were all I naked. Never remember that having with any no clothes. genitalia. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's a kid's I toy. And it's smiling. a kid's toy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Barbie is also a kid's toy, mm-hmm. and she wears clothes. Why can't you put clothes on the trolls? And then they eventually did bring out dresses. For the girl trolls. <laughs> the guy trolls are just running around. <laughs> because, because apparently some of the trolls were girls, even though... I don't know, man. 
the guy trolls could apparently still just run around naked, but the girls had to be dressed. That's so weird. That is It's weird. such a strange, specific limitation. It's such a one, an oddly gendered thing, and then an oddly sexist thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, who asked, right? Like, <laughs> this troll is a girl, and I want a dress for her. Specifically, or I'm not buying any more trolls. Specifically, <laughs> a mother complained, my child's pink-haired troll doll is naked, and this isn't right. <laughs> my child's green-haired troll needs a Hot Wheels car immediately. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. The birth of the Karen. <laughs> this podcast has evolved or devolved, should I say? I don't know. We started at a low point. I don't know if we st- like went down any any more. Um, I mean, we could go back to the topic of furries if you want. <laughs> Can you believe that our original topic was something about midterms? <laughs> oh, this right. is what happens That'd to your fun. brain when you're thinking about midterms. By the way, you just start. <laughs> Think about anything else. You think about conspiracy <laughs> theories on toy makers. Um, I'm trying to study for my World Lit 402 midterm, but oh. hey, let's look up furries instead. <laughs> it's just a lot more engaging. Where did furries start? Where did furries start? And where are they going? Oh. <laughs> okay, that is the interesting question there. I think, like, um... I think fursuits in particular are really interesting because the people that can afford them scare me a bit, you know? Because they're up to, like, um, thousands of dollars just to make those things. And mm. they're, they're, they must be so hot inside. Not like that. But, like, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, <sighs> they... They must be just so rich. Like you hear stories all the time. My friends, they um, they work in fine arts, and so they get a lot of um, commissions to make furry porn. But the thing is, those people pay a lot of money to get that furry porn. So are they just all rich? Maybe they, like I the mean, rich that's a ones very, do it. Like and, general statement, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh God. So before I actually knew all the sexual overtones to furry culture, back in my, my wee innocent days <laughs> as a 20-something, I used to do art commissions, and I had a lot of people commission me to draw pictures of their fursonas. And I just thought it was like, I didn't even think about it at all. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll draw you as a, as a chubby bunny. I don't care. It's cute. <laughs> and it was only like five years later that I actually was introduced accidentally to the sexual side accidentally. of furry culture. And I was like, oh dear. What were you doing with the drawing? That I made for you? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think like the, I think the overall culture I was discussing this with Nikki, but my threshold for, like, furries being in my life is very low. I'm like, as long as you don't try to have sex of animals. With actual real animals. You're okay. Also, don't wear, um, you ever see those pictures where, like, um, a BDSM couple is openly a BDSM couple in public where Mm. they have a collar and, like, a leash? That's just weird, yeah. That's just strange. It's Please like, don't let me look at that. I mean, I don't think anyone's judging. You can do whatever you want in the bedroom, but, like, if you're bringing it out into the public where there's kids walking around, that's a little it's too a much. It's a little much, yeah. yeah. 
I actually don't have a problem with that. Like, it's it, for me, I think it depends. Like, because I think for fursuits, it's very common to have that collar thing, which, you know, like, I guess makes sense. Um, but if you're on your knees in public with a gag in your mouth... <laughs> Mommy, Please, what's, she, no. what's, what's she doing down there? Why does she have that in her mouth? Where's my leash? Where's my leash? Actually, I think that's the most jarring things about watching kids these days because, like, I see a lot of them with leashes. Well, yeah, because yeah. they try and run off. Yeah. I, I don't think that's... Un- I just never saw really that when I was growing up, you know? Yeah. Um, it no. makes sense to me now in hindsight, but, like, it was a little strange to me to get used to, I think. Yeah, it's just funny looking because you expect a dog at the end of the leash, yeah. but then it's a kid. Sometimes it's like cute too. It's like backpack leashes, like they have a. L- I take it as a warning, like, <laughs> like you know how my child bites. <laughs> you know how some dogs, they have orange ribbons on their leashes, and that's supposed to represent um, "Don't come pet my dog." It's mm-hmm. nervous or aggressive. Mm-hmm. When I see a child on a leash, that just triggers for me. This is a brat. And if this child was left to their own devices, they would be running through a store, ripping things off of a shelf. So I just know to keep my distance from a child on a leash because that one's wild. That one hasn't been domesticated yet. A wild yet. child. So <laughs> <laughs> <a> wild child. <laughs> <laughs> they're going places. Um, well, rather, they're not going places because they're on a leash. <laughs> okay, they're so going I going places within five meters. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in the '90s. That was my my kind of formative childhood years, mm-hmm. and we never had leashes, like baby leashes, yeah. when we were yeah. growing up, because the mindset for our parents was: if this child runs into the street and gets hit by a car, I mean, this child wasn't going to survive very long, anyways. Nature's just <laughs> taking its course, right? That's why we had, like, lawn darts, for example. Huh. You know? Like, if your child is going to launch a spiky object at another child's head or, like, straight up in the air and watch it come down, like, mm-hmm. that's okay. natural selection. <laughs> <laughs> My mother told me from a very, very young age, like, hey, don't, you know, like, this is a conversation that I guess we all have, but, like, especially... I guess for me, growing up, she's like, don't talk to strangers, right? Um, but now I'm, <laughs> I think now I'm just super antisocial as a result. But it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's like, it's a very good point. But she's made me so paranoid of, like, every person that sits beside me on the bus. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, we never had leashes while I was growing up either. So the point of it was don't stay too far away. And, um. If an old person sits beside you, walk away. <laughs> yep. Do you ever do you ever get a little like salty at the boomer generation who's like a little? Well, okay. <laughs> Specifically when they're That's like <laughs> That's ingrained in my personality as a millennial. When they're like, this generation is so antisocial, they just sit there on their phones all day, they don't talk to anyone. It's like, yeah, because your generation told us not to talk to strangers. Yeah. And now we're paranoid. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers except on the internet. Except um. on the internet. <laughs> oh, about that. I saw this, like, kind of meme where it was, like, people on the train, right? Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, everyone's looking at their newspaper. Like, mm-hmm. now yeah. everyone's looking at their phone. So yeah, it's like, yeah. we didn't really change. We didn't. Yeah, we no just, one likes talking to strangers. Yeah, yeah, it's just finding a new way to blame the technologies we have, which is, you know, fair. <clears throat> um, I This thing is probably spying on me 24-7. I'm holding up a phone. Um, oh, I, knew, I know they are. Nice. 
But like, I accept. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're all gonna, someone to talk to. <laughs> honestly, we're all gonna start getting ads on our phones and Facebook now for like for furry dating apps, <laughs> furry costumes. They're just calling another confession to the people. Speaking of, I just I just posted this um, <laughs> a couple days ago, but. Um, my siblings are all having babies now. Oh. So I've got, like, three nieces and nephews now, mm-hmm. and they're all super adorable. I love them to bits. I've been attending, like, baby showers and, like, singing Baby Shark, like, over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. I just do that anyways. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> That's just a Tuesday night yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Facebook has been trying to, like sell me ads on, like, diapers and baby care and, like, daycares and, like, mm. baby shark concert tickets. Um, <laughs> just so you know. Just I like <laughs> good stuff. They are performing live. <laughs> and I'm sitting Fun here fights. like, I've beaten the system. I'm childless by choice, and that's not changing. <laughs> but they still think they're making money off of me. Hell yeah. You can't curate a profile on me. Screw you, you corporate peeping toms. <laughs> Oh, Facebook. <laughs> I think I've had a couple of those instances, too. Like, I look up, I'm looking for, for example, when it's, like, near con season, like, convention season. Um, I tend to look for a lot of costumes because I like dressing up. It's fun. Um, and then shortly after, my Facebook feed is flooded with, like, cos- like cosplay sites, corset sites, like, different clothing sites. And I'm like... <clears throat> Okay, I see you. The creepiest one is that I went to this website um, to look for a costume. And um, on Facebook, they beside the ad, they have a like, subtitle and it reads, we saw you checking us out. And then they have the emoji, like two eyes, and I'm like, I, I don't like that. Please stop spying on me. I think the creepiest thing is that it does it even when the phone is off. Yeah. Oh, well, like, h- how... You mean, like, when it's turned off or, like, when it's, like... Like, I think things? when you, like, turn all the functions off, when you turn, like, location and, like, any kind of functionality, it still records it all the time. I mean, what is stopping this phone from just turning on when I say anything that remotely sounds like Google? Like, I've had a lot of conversations with my friends where um, we're just talking about something and I'll look down at my phone and it's like, it's recorded the last two sentences that I've said, like through Google Assistant. And I'm like, ah. (laughs) Because even if you have okay, Google turned off, like, to turn on your phone, mm. it's still listening for that. Because then when you open it, it's like, turn on that feature. Yeah. It was like, yeah. it was listening the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. yeah. I'm like, mm. <laughs> so you know the memes about people talking to their FBI agent through their phone? Oh, yeah. Or yeah. through their computer screen? I mean, that was so last last decade. <laughs> this decade, <laughs> it's... Good night, my capitalist overlord. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's so that has such a calm energy compared to the chaotic energy. <laughs> Man, sorry, FBI agent. No, um, it's not FBI agents anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, we had this conversation in class then that it shouldn't be something. Well, not shouldn't be something, but. Um, there's that old adage, like, if you have um, nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. But, of course, like, the context of nothing to hide changes depending on, like, what hiding means. Like, 
Um, of course, like I'm not worried about the conversations I'm having, but if say one day that something compels that to change, then you know this suddenly becomes really worrisome. <coughs> <laughs> they know where I am too. Like I have location services, <coughs> um, yep. and there are other things that I think tech um, tech corporations are doing that I think is really creepy, like the. Um, deep fake things with Snapchat, mm. like that freaks me out to no end. Um, sorry, um, deep faking where you impose like a person's face on another person's body to make them look like they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that can get like a lot of professional people into trouble, like that can scandalize them, and that technology is only getting better with time, right? So, um, to see any sort of big tech corporation, like I get Snapchat funding, that sort of thing, just hurts me to no end. Well, we can all take comfort in the fact that the climate apocalypse is going to wipe us all up before that's a problem for any of us, so. Do you fake that? Do you fake that? She's <laughs> <laughs> just a satellite flying through space of Earth on a loop of just everything is fine. It's fine. It crash lands onto an alien world. Yeah, it's not fine. I'd just like to point out that I took this podcast from furries to the apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that such that a stretch? Yeah. <laughs> the, the mini apocalypse. <laughs> the mini apocalypse. Um, do we want to switch topics to the original? Maybe sure. Like, let's talk about midterms. Um, I have, I have a bit of a, not really a complaint, but a concern, and it's not about my midterms. I actually don't really care. Um, it's my last semester. I'm completely out of caring about my grades <laughs> at this point. But I've noticed a trend in my classes. And just um, for clarification, I'm in FAS. Yes, FAS as in arts and social science is not applied science. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, of professors not calling a midterm a midterm. And this frustrates <laughs> me. I have a I have a midterm this week coming up. Um, this being marketed as a quiz, mm. and I'm like, if it's a quiz, it's ten marks, and they're multiple choice. <laughs> but why is it fifty percent of my grade? <laughs> <laughs> not not twenty percent of my grade. Five short answers and a goddamn essay. <laughs> wow, that is not a quiz. Ooh. And I understand that you're trying to make us not freak out about it, but this is a third. This is a third year class. I'm pretty sure we can all pull up our adult pants and um, like take a midterm as a midterm. We don't need to be told it's a quiz, you know, or an in class paper. No, this is a midterm. Call it what it is. <laughs> You know, and I've I've made this comparison before. It's like going clothing shopping as a woman. Yeah. No. You know, you go into one store and you're like, okay, I'm a size 11. Mm-hmm. And then you go into another store and you try on the size 11s and they're like five sizes too small. And you're like, well, I guess I'm a size 20 now. It's the same thing in classes. Like, I don't know. if Is this actually a quiz? Is it an exam? Is it a midterm? Just call the thing what it is. I have so much on my mind already. I don't want to be trying to figure out how many <laughs> shits I need to give about this exam. I am, um... <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm currently... Mini rant. <laughs> I'm currently in that sphere before midterms where I pretend it's not happening. Um, yeah. Like, I have... 
five things I'm thinking about at the moment that just distract me too much to put down my head and conduct my like meiosis. Mitosis. <laughs> ah, high school biology. Um, I would just like to interface with my textbook, but I cannot do that. Um, and it hurts me deeply. But at the end of the day, adrenaline pushes me most. Mm. I have like my textbook out, and then I take out highlighters and <clears throat> pretend I'm doing something. That's my that's my midterm studying method. Um, I think, I think like you're right in the way that at this point in my academic career that slowly my grades have become less important to me. But that's not because I've stopped trying. It's just that I have a lot of other things that I'm working on that I've stopped mm. figuring out how to balance my time. Um, which balance? is what's balance. that? What's that like? Um, <laughs> Fell a long time ago. <laughs> Did I have a schedule today? Um, but, yeah, I think I have a few coming up next week. Next week's my big midterm week. And then, which isn't really a, so much a midterm week because I have two creative courses this semester. And so it's really more like portfolio. Like, mm. oh, look at these things that you created. I took a metrics course this semester for the first time. And... It's just, you know, um, the portfolio aspect would include showing your poetry. And that part makes me especially nervous because um, most of my poetry in the past has just been me writing down sentences and then pressing enter repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did that work? <laughs> it did a little bit. It did a little bit. When I was in high school, I just, like, I tied it up in a big bowl of... Um, unnecessarily obnoxious jargon like <laughs> it's just too much <laughs> when I yeah when I was in grade 11 my teacher would be like you know this language is a bit purple but you're doing okay <laughs> and I'm like okay it's poetry that's the point of poetry I am so emotional right now about graduating just let me be <laughs> <laughs> I once wrote a poem about a bug on the side of the road oh. while it was raining oh. and about how much I really wanted to just stare at this bug but I really needed to go to work. That's really cute. It's really oh. awesome. Is it like a ladybug? Just on the floor? Well that was the thing. It was like this weird beetle that I'd never seen before. Ooh. So I'm like I really want to just you know lay on bug. the grass and stare at this bug but I gotta go to work. <laughs> And I see slugs on the side. Screw capitalism. <laughs> Look at bugs. <laughs> Be an entomolo- ento- entomolo- Disregard employment. Stare at <laughs> bugs. <laughs> entomolo- entomology. Entomology? A- Yay. Yes. That's the word that I was talking Big about. Word. Bugs. We have the biggest words at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> biggest. Um. <laughs> Look at all these words we have. <laughs> That's at least five words. <laughs> Another thing that makes me nervous. <laughs> Dang. We 
we, yeah. we keep a count, you know, at the end of the podcast, just how We're many big words that we use. Post-mort, that's what I'm thinking, like, wow, that's at least that's five. A, that's at least five words, right? That's a very no, big word. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. It's true. Give that feedback in the next video. <laughs> very large words here. That has yeah. to be our, our since ticker. It's super count. At least five words since they did <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's just not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Another type of midterm that scares me. <laughs> is, uh, I admire your commitment. <laughs> I'm doing my best, <laughs> especially because I veered the conversation in so many ways. <laughs> um, multiple choice midterms oh, and multiple them. choice final exams. I have a story about this. Oh my gosh. Last semester, we have, um, uh, the exam was half of it is multiple choice, half of it is two essay questions. I didn't do great on the midterm by my standards. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. So I'm like, okay, my weakness was the multiple choice questions. Um, because they dealt with like super tiny details in the textbook, like mm-hmm. the percentage of this and approximately how many people this, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of like mm-hmm. really persnickety details. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spend a week and I'm just gonna like make flashcards of every single detail in the textbook. Mm-hmm. And I studied so hard for that final exam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I take the final exam and then when I get my marks back, you got. 50% on the multiple choice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thank God I got almost perfect grades on the essay portion of that because I almost bombed that final exam. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much make up for my multiple choice marks in um, short answer and essays. Um, I know like a first year course that I had to take a while back also had two essays in the back, um, which, you know, <laughs> stresses me out because it's a two to three hour exam period. Um, This one was held in the lecture hall, which doesn't really make a difference here. But um, I remember before that, I would stress so much about like, oh my God, how am I gonna write anything decent in two hours? These are like six pages total. (laughs) Um, But I did, regrettably. Here's another thing that pisses me off. Is um, English provincial exams. I wow, we're going back. <laughs> we're going way, <laughs> way back. back. They don't even exist anymore. What? Yeah, they, yeah, got, they got, rid got rid of them. Of them. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to sweat blood and tears for those provincials, and you're telling me they got rid of they them? They don't exist. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Oh, kids Devils. these days don't know how easy they have it. I hated as a high schooler when. I did good on them regardless, but we had these multiple choice questions that would have to do with like, you know, the best choices for interpreting this Mm. piece of work. And that always, again, irked me because there's only one right interpretation here. And of course, in those cases, it's kind of easy to see what those choices are, but in a curriculum where we're encouraging these people to think about these different ways we can approach pieces of work, it feels very counterintuitive. So much so that I wrote about it in my large essay portion in the provincial exam. It pissed me off. I was in the room um, and I was thinking this whole time, you know, I might, 
I might just bomb my mark for this, but I'm going to do it. And some person up there on the school board must have, you know, really vibed with that because I ended up getting like a 93% back on that exam and it's my proudest accomplishment yet. Like, <laughs> out of Best everything rating. I've done <laughs> in this exam, world. Criticizing the exam. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I don't think I've had the balls to do anything like that since. But I think about that moment a lot. So speaking of provincials, <laughs> I have a story about how I made one of my teachers hate me by getting a really good grade. Nice. Right? Nice. Um, so throughout high school, I was a pretty shitty student. Like, mm-hmm. I just really didn't care. I wasn't interested in what we were learning. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to learn. That's changed now. Mm-hmm. It, things change a lot when you start actually paying for your own education. That's fair. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> anyway, I was pulling a C average in my history class, mm-hmm. my history 12. I was not a good student. I can't stress this enough. The whole semester was like a C, C. Everything came back C. Some assignments I didn't even hand in. Mm. And then I spent 12 hours straight studying for the final, or for the provincial, and I got an A. <laughs> I saw my teacher in the hallway. She pulled me aside. Okay, I say <laughs> She ripped me aside. Really? And was like, Dang. Wow. how dare you? How dare you pull such a good mark on the provincial exam when you've been giving me crap all year? Like, this reflects so poorly on me as a teacher. (laughs) Why didn't you show this level of aptitude? (laughs) Does she know you have it? Have what? You know, that level of aptitude. Well, she does now. (laughs) A power move. I'm sorry, lady. I just did not care about your class. Same way because I take I took socials eleven as an online class which was a mistake. Don't ever do that. Um, just online class. Do the high schoolers listening to our podcast? This don't do that. The one high schooler. The single high schooler listening here. That's a bad idea. Because what you do is you compress this course that's usually either three months long or a year long, depending on your school's curriculum, into two weeks. <gasps> Why? A mistake. Um, I cannot stress this enough. I had no textbook for that class, and for some goddamn reason, I was asked to do a Jeopardy game. <laughs> Why? So similarly, <laughs> I studied for 12 hours for the provincial exam and had to pull my grade up because they had no textbook for that class. Social studies or history in general is a class you really need to take your time with. Mm. Um, I don't really take these classes anymore as a university student, but I think the trauma (laughs) of that one online class has just barred me from taking it. Any sort of online classes at any institution in the future because I'm just so worried that the experience is going to be shitty. Okay, so that class that I almost failed a multiple choice Mm -hmm. was also an online class, and that was the first online class Mm -hmm. that I've taken at SFU because I have the same mentality. Mm -hmm. I actually want to be in a classroom engaging Mm -hmm. with other students, right? Yeah. After taking this one online class, I cannot stress enough how horrible online classes are, just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Ops is published yeah, this week see. on on a horrible online class. We talked about yeah, we've talked about self promotion right here. Um, 
Read the pic. <laughs> you're not reading the pic at this moment. Oh. <laughs> read it right now. Read it right Close now. this and read it right now. Pause the podcast. <laughs> we should just do a podcast where we just read the pic out loud. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Best stories this week. The best. Oh. <laughs> okay, and so you read what? the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we no spoilers. <laughs> we read the whole thing. <laughs> We've including the giant ad space ads that we get. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of online classes, <laughs> what are your worst experiences with online classes? Do have you guys taken online, online class. classes? I haven't mm. taken one yet. Don't do I've it. been planning on taking one. No, don't do it. <laughs> Just in high school. Honestly, my grade dropped three whole letter grades from my average in that class. What? Yeah. It's an insane thing. Like like you expect it to be easy. <laughs> as a as a student, when you're pulling like good grades, like consistent grades mm-hmm. through your entire mm-hmm. four year career, and you encounter a class where your grade just drops three levels, yeah, that's very jarring. That it's jarring, mm-hmm. but you also kind of have to look at it like, is this actually my fault? Mm-hmm. Because I have a track record here, guys. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the fault of the course. <laughs> No, absolutely. Yeah, like, it's your track record. Like, mm-hmm. you know. The worst part is I always tend to gravitate towards those courses when um, specifically I'm feeling a bit burnt out from, like, mm. school. And then that just doesn't help. Like, it yeah. makes things worse. <laughs> um, the social studies thing was my big online class gripe. I was... I was just going to rip. Back when I was in grade 11, I was ready to rip several institutions into pieces. Um, So how did we get from there to the, um, honestly, the peak meme of Kelly being, love yourself, be good to yourself? Well, honestly, I don't think I did a very good job at doing that. (laughs) Let's be honest. And that's not because I'm, that's not because I wasn't, um... I'm still in my heart ready to tear apart some institutions, just to be clear. Um, but I think, especially in grade 11, and I went over this in like the end ops piece, <laughs> that's what we're memeing about. But um, a lot of people my age, they tend to make a lot of self-deprecating jokes, you know. So um, especially when I was in grade 11, that would happen a lot. And it would correlate with this academic stress as well. So. Um, I'd be so pissed at everything, and then I'd be like, ah, I want to burn this world. I want to die. Um, but eventually, eventually your girl was like, that's not, that's not a solution. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. So for people who don't read the peak often, how <laughs> dare you? Um, Kelly wrote this piece for me where she basically said we need to introduce some like self-affirming humor mm-hmm. into our lives. And it was such a wholesome piece that... Everyone who read it in the office just had, like, this uplifting moment of, like, self-affirmation and, like, there were tears. It was like a religious experience for some people in the office. I wasn't at the postmark for this piece when I regret that heavily. So... Kelly has now been memefied at the peak as this, like, semi-deity paragon of, like, self-affirmation 
and self-care. Anytime anyone in the office now makes a self-deprecating <laughs> joke, apologize to me. <laughs> we have this thing where it's just like, I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly might not even be there. It's just like... It's just there, me in spirit. I'm so sorry, Kelly. You know, <laughs> days without self-deprecating <laughs> humor, zero. <laughs> to be clear here, um, I think my piece specifically was like... Obviously, it's difficult and kind of jarring to just switch to self-affirming humor after you've spent so long, like, talking down to yourself. But, like, that doesn't mean that, you know, feeling bad is a bad thing, right? Like, I I don't think I communicated that explicitly, but um, it's just... Especially in times of stress, we just tend to bully ourselves a lot. Um, so it's just one of those things that you want to be, like... You're not being very nice to yourself. <laughs> anyway, any in that voice. Yeah, just just like a, just like a grandmother, but like hopefully you know less racist. Um. Whoa. <laughs> 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 Whoa. Yeah, but like. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, from from furries to midterms to, to racist, racist grandmothers. <laughs> Just the same vein right here. Um, I was on a I was on a train of thought that I've just lost. I just like to point out that the multimedia team is just staring at us through this podcast. They're like, staring in terror because of <laughs> <laughs> we have to do Last. this every week. Not <laughs> <Last> nervously. <laughs> Naruto runs around the. <laughs> I mean, well, we all do have a racist granny. Yeah. Yeah, old people are just usually racist. Yeah. 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 I mean, my parents, they're both born in the 50s, and sometimes you just say things that I do not agree with. Oh, man. Going home for Christmas and family things is just kind of like, that was said, <laughs> drinks more. <laughs> you just tend to ignore it and <laughs> eat some food. <laughs> I'm going to go sing Baby Shark again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang out with the kids. They're cool. <laughs> For now. For now. <laughs> Until they Yikes. start having opinions. No opinions allowed. It says opinions. <laughs> Hot takes. I refuse to have opinions in my opinion section. <laughs> no opinions. Um, midterms. Racist grandmothers. Furries. <laughs> Furries? <laughs> well, you know, that's not... I think that's something that some grandmas might be like, oh, that's kind of cute. A racist grandma in a fursuit taking a midterm. Is that the cover of the peak? <laughs> <laughs> that's our smooth issue. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Pitching this to Zach right now. Zach so is our how much partner. time do we have left? Sorry. Um, says we've been going for 48 minutes. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize. So, yeah, yeah, we're no. totally good. Yeah, we can end whenever we want. Okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah. um, I feel bad enough that I dragged this, co- this podcast through the mud. Honestly, this podcast didn't start very high. We just kind of kept it baseline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk more about our um, issue coming up next week, but I think that's something that... um, The sex issue? Yes. Because I had a very fun conversation trying to get um, a photo shoot done. I was trying to call um, a sex shop, which I had never done before, um, and ask them um, for permission to do some photos with them. They never responded, but I remember this one particular call I had, the voicemail, sounded like this very 
kind, um, gingerly is an adjective, like an adverb I know, but I'm using gingerly to describe her words. She spoke very gingerly on the phone, mm. this old lady. <laughs> I'm presuming she's old, but I don't know that. But um, everything was said very slowly, and I'm like, this is the kind of sex shop I'd like to go to. This sounds nice. She never responded to me, though. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Crazy. on a positive note, <laughs> <laughs> it's been great having you guys on this podcast. I'm so glad it's because I feel so, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you just want to talk about nonsense, you know. Yeah. yeah, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. And that was Kelly and Nikki from The Peak, and we are out. See ya. Thanks. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not gonna do the. the <laughs> oh. Thank you so much. This has the customs. That's Naruto, buddy. We just knocked the one out. Yeah. The. Right. Dad. <laughs>